93.1 WTJS Alamo, the talk of Jackson. And I've been taking care of business every day. Welcome to the show where we uncover the blueprint of success and the business tools you need to achieve the American dream. Helping people turn passion and dreams into money-making machines. This is Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Now, here's Chase. What's going on, Jackson? You heard the man. My name's Chase Channel, and this is Strictly Business. Man, we're mashed between two giants now. We have Bill Way and then Steve Bauer. So if you're just now joining us, we're glad to have you along. If you're a first-time listener, maybe Bill got you over here to the program. Hang out. You just might like what you hear. Like I said, my name's Chase Channel. The co-host for today, his name is Uncle Sid. How you doing, Uncle Sid? Awesome always, brother. And, you know, we have an action-packed show for today. The program is one that I think is so unique, everyone will find a lot of value in it, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And I think that uh, one of the things I want to talk about in kind of segueing into this today, and I thought this was interesting, and we talked a little bit about this during the week uh, this week, is there's a guy um, by the name of Charlie Tuna, and Uncle Sid has lobbied that my new name becomes the Big Tuna. That's uh, dude. I like the name the Big Tuna. Well, you know, I don't know. For now, for now, we're going to leave it as Chase, but it could become the Big Tuna, just so you know. But uh, one of the things that uh, Charlie Tuna was a uh, actually a radio guy, and he presided over the 1975 call letter change to KIIS which is in Los Angeles. That's the same station that had Rick Dees, Ryan Seacrest today, and Casey Kasem and a few others, but that was in 1975. But, uh, you know, one of the things that's interesting, I was watching a YouTube video on uh, Charlie Tuna the other day, and back then they had, like, the newspapers and these, like, like newswire papers where they were, like, trying to read off stuff they prepared. You know, now when we do these shows, it's just you log on to the computer and you can type in the latest and greatest whatever you want it just pops it right up but i thought it was really cool to see how much show prep they really had to do yeah really fascinating stuff well naturally technology makes it a little bit easier well i mean yeah i was like i mean they got these crazy tape decks and then he's like over to the weather lady and then she does her thing and then over to the traffic person and they i mean now one person can do all that yeah well you know just click a button it is all clicking a button. Really, I mean, when it comes down to sound and engineering, it, you know, you could get a monkey to do it. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Uncle Sid is saying that because it, I do all of the sound and engineering right here in the Chase Channel Studios. <laughs> and that's why we call him Mr. Monkey, the big, big monkey tuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to jump in and uh, give us your thoughts, opinions, reactions, so we'd love to hear from you. The Victory Honda text line is 215 now, that is area code 731. So if you don't have that in your phone, you can throw it in. I might be changing it over to the stations just to make it easier for everyone. But for now, it's still 731-215-0158. Now, um, I do have a text that's already come in, and this one came in as soon as the show started. It says, the Chase Channel show sounds way better than all the rest. Why is that? Uh, because I sent it to you. <laughs> Yo, you <laughs> sent the text? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm playing. <laughs> Well, uh, one of the reasons is, is we, we are coming to you live from the Chase Channel studio, and eventually I may rename the studio, but for now, it's a studio uh, that I've actually taken the time to build. What are you going to rename it? The Pleasure Dome? 
no. I thought about, you know, maybe renaming it a sponsor eventually, you know, so it'd be like. Oh, that'd be cool. Like the Geico studio or the Coca-Cola studio or the Asia Garden studio. We yeah. might uh, allow a sponsor to, uh, to to participate in that. But we're coming live to you from there. And it, it we do have state of the art equipment, which is one of the reasons why the show sounds so good. I shouldn't have said Asia Garden. Now I'm hungry. Well, you know, we uh, we only eat there five times a week. We we were a three time three time uh, eater this week. You know what's great about it is is it's really not like eating the same thing because you can have Japanese one night, then you can have Chinese, then you can have sushi. Right, and you have Mexi roll every night. Well, it's good. You like the Mexi rolls, don't you? The Mexi roll, I think, is one of the best on the menu. Now, that's just my opinion. Is it better than CJ Maggie's? Well, they don't serve sushi, so it's not a fair oh, comparison, even though you want to drag Shocker. CJ Maggie's Shocker. back through the mud. Shocker, they got a big enough menu to have everything else. They can't even have a Mexi roll? For those of you who don't know, CJ Maggie's is a restaurant in my hometown in Elkins, West Virginia. Sid's happened Psst. to be there, and he says, I, I think it's the best restaurant around. It's the back lot cheesecake factory. <laughs> you, know, you call it the big lots? Big lot, yeah, the big lot cheesecake factory. That's Which is totally not true. It's a really, really good restaurant. They even have one in Kentucky now, so they're branching uh, out, and eventually we might just get they're one. They're spreading like herpes. <laughs> Listen, it's great food. Dude, they're like They're like a hemorrhoid. Sometimes you just got to... Put them back in. You know what I mean? Don't let them grow any further. What's wrong with you? The brick-fired oven calzone is tough to beat. I'm just leaving it at that. It, it doesn't hold a candle to Picasso's. Well, I do. I like Picasso's, but I just think that the calzone itself is does a the, little bit hey, better does, there. Does CJ Maggie's have a nice, sweet, Polish bartender that's cool as crap and remembers my drink every time I walk in? No. No, I think they had like... Uh, uh, shells and cheese with bacon bits like the the bacos bacon bits give me a break so now it's the service that's won you over well it's all part of the experience and i like to enjoy the whole entire experience so while uh, uncle sid continues to run down uh, one of my old favorite restaurants no no i just know this anytime two people meet a sale is made and and, and they did their job with you hey i think it's great food Okay, well, you know, if it's the only place to eat within, you know, four hours of my house, I'd probably like it too. When you come down around the mountain, we go eating. <laughs> when you come down around the mountain, we go eating. When you come down around the mountain, we go to CJ Maggie's and we go eating some bacos. Pass. I don't think that that's pass. Uh, it's good food. All right. Well, I hope your Friday stays good after talking about that. Well, you know, I think that um, I think it will, and I think that someone wants to. Give Uncle Sid a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Woo, baby. <laughs> so anyway, we appreciate you tagging along with us. This is uh, Strictly Business. We are supposed to talk about business. We did. Anytime two people meet, a sale's made. We're talking about how CJ Maggie sold Chase on Bacos. What is Bacos? That's the bacon they put in their, their, their mac and cheese that you eat so much of. I don't even know what he's talking about. Right. But on today's show, um, one of the things we're going to cover is workplace politics. With elections taking place earlier this week, we've decided that it would be a fantastic time to talk about politics in the workplace. Now, one of the things that drives me insane is, is the word politics. Like, just hearing it makes me go crazy. Uh, what, politics? Yeah, it's just... it's w just. Well, hang on a second. So, first off, the difference with politics at work is you're not getting voted, Right. There's no sort of voting system, but the biggest mistake that most people make is to think that they're not being judged at all times. 
Well, in order to help us go through this segment, I found an article that was written by Forbes, and it's called The Nine Most Frustrating Facts About Office Politics. Let, let me go ahead and just set the stage here a little bit, because uh, we are among greatness, right? Let me, let me tell you who the best political employee I've ever met in my life, Mr. Chase Channel, the big tuna. Thank you. Well, I just want to go ahead and set that up so everybody knows. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. The guy knows how to play office politics. Oh, there we go. Anybody, <laughs> anybody. A round of applause for me. Thank you. Man, Thank you, everyone. They all love Appreciate you. It. They love you. Hey, so but uh, knows it better than anybody. So we need. Uh, I don't. I'm not even sure if I would trust Google over what Chase has to say on this. Well, I appreciate that, Sid, and I do think that it's been one of my strong suits in all of the years of in biz- of being in business. And you know, when I started selling cars, I was 21 years old, and I was. I mean, as Sid can tell tell everyone and validate, I walked in the door as a car salesman at a Honda dealership, and at age 26, I was the general manager of a uh, of Rick Case Kia, which is a mega 50 auto group car dealership. And the reason that I was able to do that was because I understood workplace politics. And so many times I find that people, it's like they take it so personal because they just, it's like, because it, it kind of infringes and encroaches on our belief system sometimes. And we get so emotionally invested that we make poor decisions. So I think that that's one of the big things that we're going to kind of cover is first things, and we're going to just get this first rule out of the way. Because I think this is, if there's one thing that we can just go ahead and rule out, is being a victim never gets you to the top. Ever. As I was searching for articles on this uh, throughout the week, one of the ones that popped up was says, are you being a victim of workplace politics? I'm like, dude, if you articles on this throughout the week, this reminds me of the guy that goes, back in the day I used to party and you're talking about last weekend. Well, I'm just saying I do proper research. Okay, well like to see what everyone else says about we, it. We do know that you can't be a victim. There's never been a successful victim, especially in business or in life, really. Well, here's the hardest thing about workplace politics, and I think it's where everybody doesn't understand, is it's a game with no finish line. Right. I mean, it, you never win. That's right. You're only in front, and really it's all about staying in front and, the, and really just positioning because it's just that's how it is. The game never ends. Well – I'll tell you where I see people make a mistake when they, when they, when they think or, or or they feel that it makes them look better to correct somebody. Huge mistake. Always terrible mistake. Huge mistake. I mean, Dale Carnegie back in 1934 and how to win friends and influence people taught us. You don't, there's, there's, there's no benefit of correcting anybody. You're not, they're not thinking, Ooh, Chase is a smart guy. He he corrected me on that. People immediately take offense to you. Well, the first of the nine facts, and I think this is kind of funny, is is it says, uh, this is, again, this article's from Forbes.com. It's the nine most frustrating facts about office politics. Number one is you can't escape it. It's everywhere. I don't think there's a statement that could be said more true about that. I agree. Um, uh, this one's kind of funny. The unwritten rules often rule, <laughs> which is true. I agree. Uh, number three is the rules are constantly changing. And I think that that's um, just obvious, but um, this one's number four is people who get promoted aren't the most qualified. Never. Um, All decisions are influenced by politics. That's true. Of course. Um, Okay, now this is the one that I want to talk about for a minute because I think everyone could get the most help out of this. 
there are informal networks within the company that have power and influence over all decisions. Of course. Now, I'm going to say that again because this one is really, really strong, and I'm going to give you an example of when this has taken place in my life. There are informal networks within the company that have power and influence over all decisions. Now, when I was a finance manager at Rick Case Kia on Gwinnett Place Mall, I was there with a, a friend of mine that I worked with. His name was Colin. We were kind of a package deal. And Colin was a guy who had more influence in the dealership than anyone else. And when we went in there as a cohesive unit, the two of us really dictated what took place. I'll never forget they hired a general manager and he asked me to do something. And I told him no. I'm ashamed of you. I just said no. And he, I mean, he was furious. And he comes back in my office and he slams the door. And I said, let me explain something to you. I say, do you really think that you're in charge around here? I'm like, I know they gave you that nice little fancy title that you have, but there's only one person that runs the show here and you're looking at him. And of course, I knew that the guy couldn't fire me right. because of my performance, the amount that I generated. So we were an informal network that really ruled the dealership. Or you were going to find out if your performance was well or good enough. Well, I knew it was. And, yeah. the, and the thing is, and that's one of the things about workplace politics that's so important is, is the difference between a, a revenue generating position and an administrative position. Yeah. If you're an admin, everything revolves around who generates the most revenue. And so sales is the highest paid profession in the entire world. And that's the reason, because whoever controls the revenue is the person who dictates what's going to take place in the workplace politics. Sure. And at that time, I mean, we were the ones, because when we walked you into that store- You your position in order to step there. Exactly. Right. 100%. And it was really a moment, we, we went on to become best friends, and we still are friends to this day, but it's because he learned to respect me for kind of the stance that I'd taken. I wasn't going to let the, the guy run over way. me. The, well, the West Virginia hillbilly way. I had to, you know, kind of wrestle him over to my side. Because <laughs> <laughs> it it, it, sometimes, sometimes in certain situations when you're very dialed in and you know where you're at, it calls for that. However, you, you, were, you know, were flirting with winning the argument and losing the deal. Here's a text that came in on the Victory Honda text line. That number is 215-0158. You can always... Send us in text on that, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash the Chase Channel Show. This one says, I hate being a brown noser. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Well, I think that sometimes that's what, here's the deal, is in, in workplace politics, you have to understand who the influencers are. And what happens is everybody's constantly positioning themselves to try to make everyone else miserable. Yeah. So rule number one, stay away from the cancers. Because they're the ones that just constantly are stirring the pot. Yep. And if you're near them, when they get removed, you go with them. That's right. So you have to stay away from that because, and, and you'll know who they are. They're the ones pulling people to the side, always trying to get other people to gang up on the others. You just got to stay away from that and steer clear of it. The second rule is make every decision like your name's on the building. Yep. If you Because you can always defend your decision as to why you did it. And when you're sitting in front of the owner or the operator, and you say, well, I've made the decision because I thought it's what was best for the company for this reason, this reason, and this reason, yep. and you believe it with conviction, they're never going to fire you. Right. Ever. They're proud that you ever, it took a, took the initiative. <clears throat> exactly. And I think you get so many employees that, that look at it from this line in the sand. Well, you know, I, I'm not, not going to That's not part of my job description. Oh, my, oh God. my gosh. The worst thing I've ever Dude, heard. Dude, I'm tightening my shoe. I'm, I'm, I'm loosening up the laces as I say that. It drives me absolutely Boot. 
insane. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to we're going to cover. I'm going to give everyone a story on that because I think it's a uh, it's well, a great. Well, what's, the, what's the number one rule when you have a problem? You go to the boss with a solution. Don't go with just the problem. Sure. Talking about becoming a thorn in the side. Well, and everyone wants to point out those things and be catty, and it just drives you insane. But we got to take a short break. Uncle Sid, you're the DJ. Who do you want to play? Well, you, you didn't like the last song that I recommended, but um, let's. I, I really want to hear Travis Tritt, Where the Corn Don't Grow. Sorry, that's what I want. Travis Tritt, Where Corn Don't Grow. That's right. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to give you the story and much more. Hang tight. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. Because Honda was KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. And we worked hard to earn that honor. Because without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable ridgeline, polished pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. Based on 2018 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. I like me You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS. Cause the weeds are high. 
17 back then But I thought that I knew more than I know now I can't say it didn't warn me The city life's a hard road to hold And ain't it funny how a dream can turn around Where corn don't Where Corn Don't Grow by Travis Tripp. Now, that was just from yours truly, Uncle Sid. I love that song. It's a great song, and we prefer the live versions here, so I hope you enjoy the live versions. My name's Chase Channel. The other voice you hear, that's Uncle Sid. You can catch us every Friday from 4 until 5, mashed between the two talk titans. What do you think of Bill Waves, Uncle Sid? You got your first taste of him this week. The guy's magnetic. He's definitely got some magic to him, I think. You know what I love about him is is like the descriptive words he uses. Extremely descriptive. Really do a a, a great job of making you feel like you're like you're right there. Yeah, he, he, you can you you actually can draw a picture off just listening to him verbally. I uh, I used to tell everyone that um, Bill was one of the first people that I ever really listened to in talk radio that made me like it. And one of the funny th- and of course now I've got the bug, but one of the funniest things and this was like the example that I used is. When, when, when Bill would be going through a thought and I would get to work, I would set and wait until that was like onto a different subject before going into work. Right. Where it was before, I mean, like in most radio I'd ever done, I mean, when, I, when I'm at work, click, click, you know what I mean? Out of the truck and be done. So, uh, hopefully I can one day become that good. And, and even if you're pulling into work right now, you'll say, you know what? I want to hear what else Chase has to say and you'll hang with us. I doubt it. Well, you never know. At least we're entertaining. (laughs) So we're talking about workplace politics, and one of the statements made that drives me insane we talked about before the break is the famous line that it's not my job. The Victory Honda text line has just been blowing up, Uncle Sid. I bet it has. I think Bill got us more listeners. He probably did. (laughs) I guarantee he did. The Victory Honda text line, 731-215-0158. And if you're just now joining us, don't worry. We archive the shows online. You can go to iHeartRadio.com, type in the Chase Channel Show. Be sure to hit subscribe, and it'll alert you every week when a new show is up. But uh, the famous line that we can't stand in workplace politics is, that's not my job. It drives me nuts, man. Like, And, and I hate to even call them out, but if, if you ever did a contract, and I have, uh, with any like, like the Bell Company, man, you want to talk about, like, that's the home of a, it ain't my job description. I mean, nobody wants to take responsible for anything because they're afraid they'll get fired and lose their pension for having a bad idea. Well, and I think that that just goes to show you ultimate ownership is what people look for. Well, when you just own it and you say, you know what, this is what I'm doing and this is why. One of the things you can do just to get away ahead in life and business is just fall on the sword. Well, I mean, if you're taking initiative, only nobody's going to fry you. They were going to fry you before if, if they're ta- you're taking initiative. That's what people want. People want employees that make, 
decisions and and not sit there and hide behind what ain't my fault it ain't this it ain't that well get out of here man i want people that 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 step up and show up here's the truth the entire world are sheep i want wolves you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean and, and i'm never gonna fry somebody for being a wolf until if, you think you wolf me and if you're hanging out with us we think you're a wolf and you can do that this is our what do we call it our mastermind every friday from four to five that's right they just keep jamming our showtime around. You notice that? Well, that's why I said you were like, for now on, I'm going for now on for, for the next two weeks. We're the new kids on the block, so we get bullied, and we don't mind. I don't mind. Wherever you pick us up, you pick us up, and uh, we just hope that you hang with us and you join us every week on the program. Anything you uh, got comments or concerns or feedback or you want to give uh, Uncle Sid a critique, he likes those. You can always shoot those <laughs> I in. I handle critiques well. <laughs> you can shoot those into two one five zero one five eight. Um I don't go into a state of depression and afraid to leave my house because somebody critiques me. Well, that's because we're used to it. That's right. We want to be better. That's right. Um, you hey, to... if one person says it, it's their opinion. If two people say it, it's a coincidence. If three people say it, you better listen. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's a fact. The uh, You want me to share a story, Uncle said, about when uh, when I've had to actually put my foot down? Okay. Well, I have a feeling we're going to hear it anyway. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just keep you wondering. <laughs> Let, let's hear it. So I, th I think traditionally, as a boss, most people, if you ever go survey everyone that's ever worked for me, they'd probably tell you I'm a pretty nice guy. No. What What have you heard? Are you kidding? You think all those people think you're a nice guy? What have you heard? They walk around on eggshells where you bully them. Oh, come on. Yes. There's a difference between respect. They're terrified. Well, th sometimes they should be. I'm just playing with you. They all like <clears throat> me. Yeah, they do. You're, you, dude, you're, you're above average at everything you do. You, they all like you, for sure. Well, thank you, Uncle said. Thank you for a little kudos there. Yeah. But one of the times, I'll never forget, I had a manager of mine who came to me, and I asked him a question in regards to it was a finance manager. And he says, well, that's not my job. And, I mean, it hit me at a moment where my face just got hot. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I said, that's no problem at all. I'm going to take care of it and you're fired. So you don't ever have to worry about it being your job again. And I blew him out right there. And everyone was standing around. There was probably 10 salespeople and a few of the other managers. And one of the rules in the car business is, is uh, we get what we call a salesman's, uh, a salesman's suitcase, which is a, uh, you know what it is? Uncle said, no, what is that? <laughs> a, a box cardboard box. Yeah. Cardboard box. <laughs> and you put, you pack their stuff in it. You, then you escort them off the property. And the reason we do that is because we don't want them stealing our data. Right. Because then what they'll do is they'll send your whole customer list, yeah. you know, some mean message or something inappropriate or you ever done any scams like that, Uncle Sid, where you spam somebody like a... No, never. I used to run ads in the newspaper that say like free goats for giveaway, call this number. <laughs> my mom tried to give me a six foot palm tree one time to take into my office. I said, mom, I can't take that. She said, why? I said, because this is how you leave these type of places. I ain't coming around here no more. And I said, can you imagine me trying to carry the six-foot palm out while doing that? <laughs> oh, that's too They won't funny. let me get that in the taxi, all right? Dude, I was listening. There's a guy named uh, um, Ed Bassmaster. He's a comedian on, on YouTube. And he's so funny because he does all these different characters. But one of them he does is he calls up and he says uh, he calls people that need their trees pruned. Oh, yeah. And, it, and he calls and says uh, – you said you got a prune tree? And they're like, they're like, yeah. He says, no, no, I need a He says, you said prune tree, $75, and I want to buy it. And, and he just, they're like, no, it's prune. You know, 
they call him all sorts of names. Look it up in the dictionary. It's hilarious. <laughs> but, I mean, it is really funny. He does these hilarious accents. But We'll have to check him out when you play him one day. Yeah, you can find him on YouTube. His name's Ed Bassmaster. He's hilarious. But just put uh, uh, Ed Bassmaster. one of his segments as long as he don't curse. I might. Well, I think that's the problem. I think the, the people curse usually yeah. <laughs> that he's talking to. <laughs> I'm sure he, he ain't done his job. He ain't got him cussing at him. Yeah, so, but Ed Bassmaster, you can go to YouTube and you can find him. And it's hilarious. Just type Ed Bassmaster prune tree and you'll get a good laugh out of that but uh awesome we're talking about workplace politics life and the things you want to hear about uh right here on 93.1 every friday from four to five we play an encore performance from nine until 10 every saturday morning so if you're just now joining us don't worry tomorrow morning you can set your alarm wake up grab a cup of coffee and join us for what you missed isn't that nice uncle said you know what i love about fridays what do you love about it? Woo, baby, we're going home. Yeah, that's right. The weekend's here. The woo that's whistle right. is ahead of us, and we'll sound that, and then our, our good friend Steve Bowers will uh, help you get on to the house and on to whatever mischief you're going to do. Friday night, man. Hopefully you work close enough to the house that you're already home. Well, that could be, especially on Fridays. People leave early. Maybe we have more listeners than we think right now. That's right. You got kicked out of prime time. Yeah, this is prime time. That's right. Whenever we're on, it's prime time. That's a see. That's what I'm talking about. That's a wolf talking right there. That's right. So uh, one of the things we're talking about this list on uh, Forbes.com, and it's it's called uh, the nine most frustrating facts about office politics and uh, capital frustrating. Yeah. So this one says there are constant shifts in power and influence. Now that comes with what we were talking about earlier, which is is that. What happens is sometimes the people who are in charge aren't the ones that really are in charge. So titles don't always dictate who's actually controlling the politics in the workplace, and you never know who's actually influencing that person. You ever have a GM that has somebody who's like really tight with them, Uncle said? That was me. And then they can put different bugs in their ear or lead them different ways. That was you too. You know what we call those people? What? The house mouse. That's right. Come get some cheese. Chase, Chase was the head cheese eater. That's right. Don't you forget it. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to give some secret sauce. All right, hit us. All right. One thing that I did and one thing that I learned to appreciate just from being, you know, in management positions such as myself, at 23, I was a used car director or manager and, and had, you know, many employees under me. And one thing that I picked up on at an early age was you didn't necessarily pick the guy you liked the most. You didn't pick the person that you thought would do the greatest job or anything. What you really chose whenever you asked people to do things is you asked people that you knew would do it. That's right. You want somebody that you hand off the football and they score touchdowns. Absolutely. You don't want to get it audible back and you might as well just done it yourself and you wasted your time even asking them. 100%. If you want to crush yourself in politics around the office, don't score touchdowns. If you want to absolutely rise to the top, and the way I was even offered my first job, you know why? You know why I was offered my first management job because I actually took the initiative to learn how to pull credit bureaus. I was the only one that knew how to do it, and he had to take off to make his wife happy because he's working, you know, twelve-hour days, six days a week back in the day. And he's like, "Man, I got to leave at six. Can you want to you want to run the deal?" And literally, that's where my management came from. Like I didn't even know what I was saying. I just repeated exactly what I knew he would say. And I could pull credit bureaus. Yeah. So at 23, I had nine salespeople that worked for me. Well, I think that that's just, I remember the same thing, you know, in finance, getting to know the finance director. And I remember every time I take a deal in there, 
like, you know, their job is to sell products. So I would do a good job of trying to get them sold ahead of time. Yeah. And I'd go in, I'd say, Hey man, listen, I already got them closed on this, this, and this. I'm like, if, if you got me in here, you realize how good it'd make you look. And one of the things people forget in life is, is you can never get promoted unless you make the person above you look so good that they get promoted. Yeah. Sometimes we forget that, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's one of the, the, the strongest things you can do is you can really try to make your leader look great. It was frustrating for me for years because I felt like I was doing everything and getting no credit for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I mean, so that was tough for me. And I knew that underlying people knew. I knew that the managers knew. You think knew. Brian feels that way? Um, well, he might. <laughs> he very well could. Hey, a lot of people are delusional, too. <laughs> Brian's on my finance director at the store, so yeah. Uncle Sid's giving him a little dig. I love the kid. He's a good dude. And, you know, guys like Brian and Little Chase that work for me, they've been with me, you know, their whole careers. LC. And, you know, one of the things, I actually promoted LC, Little Chase we call him, or LC for short, was just that. I didn't give him a pay raise. I didn't do anything. I said, hey, man, you think you could handle doing this report that we do them like this and this is what they are? And he said, yeah. And when I went back to him to get it, I expected it to not be done. Right. That's what usually happens. Yep. And I said, hey, did you get around to doing that? And he says, yeah, I got it right here. I looked at it. It was all done correctly. I thought, hmm. Gave him another one. And, and then another a, one. He scored touchdowns. He scored a touchdown. That's right. And I gave him another and another. And eventually, um, he never asked about getting paid more. He just took on the task. And I told him, I said, listen, you can't let this, you know, with doing these things for me, you can't let your car sales dip. Like, this isn't a free pass to sell less cars. Right. And so he kept his sales up, and I said, so eventually I promoted him to an assistant sales manager. And in and, and that company, what we did was, is if you were in sales, you wore a blue shirt or an admin position, and management wore white shirts. So it was a big deal getting your white shirt. It meant more than the money. It meant more than anything else. But, like, when, you, like when you'd walk back to the shop, they'd be like, white shirts on deck, you know, and everyone's scrambling, trying to make sure they're working. But it was a big deal for guys to get their white shirt. Uncle Sid would get his white shirt. I, I, I did it with black shirts, if you remember. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uncle Sid even had, like, green shirts. and Man, you can do whatever you want. Just don't put cilantro on LC's tacos. Well, he is a picky eater. <laughs> Good kid, though. Every time uh, Little Chase orders food and it's wrong, he throws a tantrum and won't eat it. But the good news is I get a lot of, a lot of free food. Yeah, I, I thought he was being nice and giving me a couple tacos. I was sharing them with everybody. <laughs> I didn't know they screwed it up. No. he's And what's funny is you'd think he'd check before he leaves the restaurants, but it's like a daily event. Well, it's because he said twice, meat and cheese only, okay? Meat and cheese only. And he thought he thought about checking it, and he thought, you know what? After I said that twice, I don't have to say it again. And I've been there; I know where he's at. But I wouldn't throw no tantrum. Then again, I'm not a millennial that thinks I'm entitled to anything. So. Here's what's funny: is he doesn't even have enough backbone to go back over there and say, "Hey, you messed my order up. I want it fixed." No, he goes to McDonald's. Goes and to eats, McDonald's and eats something different. Yeah, whatever it is that he eats, because I'm sure it's only one thing that he'll eat. Yeah. Well, you know how it is. the uh, The next one on the list is politics can make or break your career. I think that goes without saying, and I think a lot of people who are stuck in a job where they just kind of go on, you know, their way about anyone who's negative about the company they work for, I can't stand it. I know, torture them. Like just, just first off, just get out of here. Chicks don't like guys that do that. No, they don't. Well, it, it's a good indicator of of their character. It, that's right. You should have a standard default answer. Let, let me give you some inside information here. When a lady asks you, "What do you think about your job?" 
man, I love every, what I do every day. It ain't even working. Are you giving us dating tips, Uncle Sid? Buddy, I'm just telling you, they, they, they think that's sexy. I Listen, that's do. dating tips from Uncle Sid, and he's only 55 and single. So, <laughs> 55. <laughs> Come on now. First off, I'm not even Uncle Sid because I'm your uncle. Let's clarify that. I had somebody ask me, are you really Chase's uncle? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm his weight trainer. More, more like a big brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a big brother. But, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because it just in general, as you look at. Or maybe your mama's youngest brother, uncle. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Maybe. My mom's young. Buddy, your girlfriend's older than I am. That's true. Right. I like older women. What's wrong with that? I, I know. You like wisdom. That's right. Get it wherever I can. God love her. I love her. And you can get wisdom every Friday from 4 to 5 right here hanging out with us. Uh, we got to take another short break. It's going to be a short one. And we're going to play a special song for you. Uncle Sid's really taking time to find this one. You you want to know what it is? Yeah. Is it another Travis Tritt song? <laughs> You, well, hold on a second. You don't like Travis Tritt? Listen, I love Travis Tritt. Okay. But All I think right. it's nice for us to shine a little spotlight in our one hour of fame every week on somebody who may need a little recognition, not someone who's at the tail end of their career and who's already been at the Grand old Opry and received every award under the sun. <laughs> well, all right. All right. I'm going to give you a stud. And okay. this kid hasn't been heard much, but he needs to be. Well, that's what we're, that's what we're looking for, and and he's and he's and he's he's a close relative of us here. He, he's just north of us, out of Kentucky. Okay, and he talks a lot about coal mines and and uh, uh, you know living in the hills, which I think uh, Chase can relate to. Sure, but uh, he also understands that uh, you know the the threats of the whiskey. You know what I mean? Which I think in Tennessee we all understand what good old Tennessee whiskey is about. Absolutely, Tyler Childers. Tyler Childers. He has a song called White House Road. White House Road. That song's coming your way. If you're just now joining us, don't worry. You can catch the encore performance from 9 until 10 tomorrow morning right here on 93.1. If you want to text us, you can. 215-0158, sponsored by everyone at Victory Honda. And we're going to take a short break. What's the name of it? Tyler Childers what? White House Road. White House Road. Coming at you. We'll be back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. Because Honda was KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand, and we worked hard to earn that honor. Because without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable Ridgeline, polished pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand. Based on 2018 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS.
bloodshot eyes Late in the evening when the sun sinks low That's about the time my rooster crows I got women up and down this creek And keep me going and my engine clean Run me ragged but I don't fret Cause there ain't been one slow me down none yet Get me drinking that moonshine Get me higher than the grocery bill Take my troubles to the high wall Throw them in the river and get your fill We've been sniffing that cocaine Ain't nothing better when the wind cuts cold Lord, it's a mighty hard living But a damn good feeling to run these roads People try to tell me red Keep this living and you wind up dead Cast your troubles on the Lord of Lords Wind up laying on a cooling board But I got buddies up White House Road and keep me strutting when my feet hang low Rock gut whiskey gonna ease my pain And all this running's gonna keep me sane Get me drinking that moonshine Get me higher than the grocery bill Take my troubles to the high wall Throw them in the river and get your fill We've been sniffing that cocaine Ain't nothing better when the wind cuts cold Lord, it's a mighty hard living But a damn good feeling to run these roads It's a damn good feeling to run these roads When you lay me in the cold hard clay Won't you sing them hymns while the banjo plays can tell them ladies that they ought not frown Cause there ain't been nothing ever held me down Lawmen, women, or shallow grace Same old blues, just a different day Get me drinking that moonshine Get me higher than the grocery bill Take my troubles to the high wall Sniffing that cocaine Ain't nothing better when the wind cuts cold Lord, it's a mighty hard living But a damn good feeling to run these roads It's a damn good feeling to run these roads It's a damn good feeling to run these roads That's Tyler Childers, White House Road and that's the vinyl sessions. That's a good version. I like that. What a great song, man. Kid lays it out there, doesn't he? You know, we're trying to shine the spotlight on some people who deserve it. We like his music, so we think you should check it out. 
sure you can find all of his stuff online on YouTube or iTunes. But uh, I think it's just cool when you feel someone that sings from the soul. Yeah. You know, like when you just can tell they feel it. It's such a correlation to business. You yeah. know what I mean? Like passion shines through everything. It does. And one of the things I'm passionate about is doing the show. Man, it, 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 what, what, what it is is love conquers all, man. That's well, a fact. That's a whole nother show in itself. I know, but I'm just saying. I just have to say it when I, when I can. My name's Chase Channel, the other voice you hear talking, that's Uncle Sid, and you can hang out with us every Friday from 4 to 5 right here on 93.1. If you're just now joining us, don't worry. Tomorrow morning from 9 until 10, you can catch us right here, or you can go over to iHeartRadio.com, type in the Chase Channel Show. Channel has two N's and two L's. We're also on Instagram. You can follow me at Chase Channel, or uh, Uncle Sid, is uh, he's got a lot of pages. You're going to have to Google him. <laughs> Uh, Uncle Sid is the elusive. You know, we get a lot of people on the text line always asking how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, well, uh, you keep, should keep them as a secret. Well, secret weapon. If if you're a, if you're a small business or a business in the area and you need help digitally to get found or or, or have any questions, you need to get in touch with me because uh, I'll help you out. And you can find them on Facebook if you know what to search for. S-Y-D, Michael, Sid Michael. A man with two first names. You can't ever forget it. Big enough to be two, but I'm only one. That was his tagline. <laughs> what was Chase Channel? You could get a purse or you could get me? I guess. My mom did that to me. I'm actually Triple C. <laughs> triple C. Yeah, my, my first name's Carl. Middle name, Chase. Triple C, yeah, you know me. I was telling Uncle Sid about a, a disc jockey out of Chicago from the Big 89 and... uh it was an AM station that you could pick up here in West Tennessee. Some of you uh, probably have listened to it before, but John Records Landecker, and he has a book called Records Truly Is My Middle Name. And Uncle Sid doesn't think that his last name's Landecker. Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Well, I'm not really sure, man. I mean, you, you well, start we're not going to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, you start putting words in my mouth, you know, because you like to do that in your bullying ways. Oh, yeah. But. Hey, you said you had uh, a couple of uh, bullet points on uh, um, uh, business politics to stay focused on what the show's about. Yeah, um, so we don't have a whole lot of time. So in wrapping up, there's a few things here, I think, that just to recap, if you have a few takeaways. You got about 10 minutes. I'm going to give you four. Okay, <laughs> I deal. I can, I can make it work with that. Uh, one of the things, and these are just some takeaways from the show today, and I think that if you can just use these principles, it'll help you get to the top. It's the one I used to get me to where I'm at today. And the first one is is just know your value because you don't have any leverage in business if you don't add value. The more value that you add, the more leverage you have. Every job I've ever quit, they've offered me more money to stay. And you know what that told me? Except for that boy at the uh, the paint place. What? Remember when you said you wanted to be an assistant manager and offered to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was early on. I was a child. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just saying there's one guy, and he regrets it, don't you think? Yeah, he regrets it. I asked to be an assistant manager for Sherwin-Williams when I was uh, 17 years old, and I said I'd move anywhere in the country. I just want to do it, and the guy refused. He's like, I'm not taking you out of school. You go to school. And I said, listen, I'm not going to go to school. 45 days later, he owned his own paint shop and was his biggest competitor. Yep, and that took took tons of their business. I mean, yeah. it was insane. But what's funny is I looked him in the face and I said, all right, I quit. He says, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to open a paint store. 
<laughs> and I went and did it. So I sometimes, sometimes you're successful to spite others. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> you love, know? I love that story, man. But one of the things is know your value because the more value you have, the more leverage you have. The second one is, is whoever controls the sales controls the power. Sales is the number one driving force that keeps any business in business. And I don't care if it's an energy company, if it's cell phones, if it's whatever, whoever sells it is who controls the power. First stage of business is become a sales pro. First stage of business, become a sales pro. So that's one of the most important things to remember. And if you're not in that position, that's okay. But understand where the leverage lies because that's who you want to align yourself with. The third one is, is be careful what you wish for. Because I can tell you this, that good and bad falls on you when you get where you want to go. Your, your target gets bigger. Your target gets bigger. And like today in my position, I always say the closer, the higher you are to the top or the closer to the top, the closer to the front door you are too. You're dang right. Because, you know, in my job now, I'll never forget when I got promoted for the first time to general manager. I, I did like three turnarounds on dealerships. And I told my dad, I was driving home one night and I'd always call my dad. And I still do. And I said, uh, I said, man, I don't know if I can do it. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, I am so tired from like turning, like, you know, you, you get your energy revved up to get everyone jacked up and to get everyone selling and to get the store making money again and to, to, to put in processes and training and all the stuff that goes along with it. And I'm like, I just don't know if I got it. I'm like, I've done this. I've worked hard my whole career to get here. And now I wonder if I'm like burned out. Am I out of gas? I've been there. And I just said to myself, you know, now I finally get the credit. <laughs> so so if I ever was going to do it, I should do it now. And I was able to kind of refocus, recenter myself. I have rituals, man. And push through. Rituals that, that get me pumped up. Tell us about your favorite ritual. Honestly, when I, I got to do like when I, I got offered at a large Toyota store to be used car director, right? And I'm sitting there staring down the barrel of they had some good car guys in there before me. And there was like seven or eight guys sat in that seat in the last 12 months. And they, they're like, we're going to promote you. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm getting promoted. It means I made too much money where I was at. Right. right. And so I get this promotion to where there was eight guys that I looked up to. And they put me in that seat there. And I thought, oh, my gosh. But you know what I did every day to work? No. I listened to Eminem. Lose yourself. Really? Yeah, man, that thing got me so pumped up. Oh, I loved it. One of the things with with energy is is it just it creates a focus, you know. And sometimes uh, you just got to get yourself jacked up. People like to be around people who got stuff going on. So Uncle Sid's not a petite guy, but he does do calisthenics prior to coming on the air. It's how he gets himself in the mood. Well, yeah. Sometimes I do burpees, but I like to do waybacks too. <laughs> That's true. We actually have some waybacks filmed this week. Actually, <laughs> we haven't posted those yet, but yeah. we just might. I almost had a hound dog uh, filmed, but uh, Chase w slithered his way out of it. So a hound dog, if you don't know, that's when you uh, basically get down on all fours, you act like a dog, and you and you have to... S similar to like if you ever go to a Cleveland Browns game. Do they do that? Yeah, man. When you walk through the down dog pound, they're biting the legs of your... Man, do you don't remember when we did business in, in Pittsburgh? Yeah. I was like, man, be careful, because, you know, I mean, the Steelers, man, they're talking about some passionate fans. And I had a bunch of Cleveland guys that would wear Cleveland Brown jerseys, and they're like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Well, if you ever go to a Cleveland Brown game... You pity the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, because they got the dog pound. They'll get down on all fours, and when you're walking into the stadium, they'll be biting on your legs. Do you think Schofield's ever been there? <laughs> He's a big Browns fan. That, that explains why I like Schofield. I like hardcore fans, man. 
He loves the Browns. Does he? Well, good. That's why he's a good man. Well, you know what I've found is, is that a guy like John Schofield, if you can love the Browns with what they've been through, it just shows that your loyalty and commitment to things man, in life. Go, go, go to YouTube right now and look up the dog pound, man. I'm telling you, these guys are more passionate than any football team out there. These guys. I are, just love that he's not a fair weather fan. I agree. You know, and, and hey, and they they took it right on the chin when old West Virginia came through. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> God love them. Well, you know, one of the things that drives me crazy is, and being a sports guy my whole life, playing playing many many sports. That must be Schofield on the Victory Honda text line. Probably. <laughs> if you want to text us, you can. It's 2150158. Um, but one of the things that always drove me crazy is is every year you see some dynasty team that, like the New England Patriots, and you'll say, oh, what's your oh, – I want the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, oh, really? You're a Patriots fan? Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. what's the coach's name? Oh, I don't know. What's Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're not a Patriots fan. Yeah, I'm out. You know? Yep. It's posers. Yep. Fair weather bandwagon fans. Nothing's worse than a bandwagon fan. Well, we only got a few minutes left, Uncle Sid. You got any final words of inspiration for everyone today? Man, I think I've already spilled all my beans, man. But, uh, um, I, I, you know, I think the important things to go back and go over is, one, do not ever go to your boss with a problem without a solution or a suggested solution. It's also a way to get your way a lot of times. Secondly, you know, don't don't forget the art of war. Every battle's won before it's fought. Amen. So you need to position yourself and and have the correct strategy. And I'm not saying be a yes man or a brown noser, but you need to have everything, you know, you need to be ready to score touchdowns all the way down to, let's say LC was your, was your boss. Uh-huh. I would know exactly what he wanted to eat before he even it told me. If I, if I would go, Hey man, I'm going to go to lunch. Where are you going? I'm going to Picasso's. I would already know what he wanted from Picasso's without asking him what he needed. I just go, okay, I got you. And, and I would go get it and I would make sure. And I would definitely go through the order. I'm not going to let. Got to make sure it's right. I'm not going to let a six dollar an hour employee dictate me looking like I couldn't order the right thing. Amen. You that's, know what I mean? That's uh, that's total ownership, man. I'm so glad you said that. That is, you got to take ownership like that. And you know what? Again, like I've said in the past, you you can be a sheep or you can be a wolf. It's your choice, man, and it's okay because there's a lot of sheep out there, and there's only a few of us wolves. But when you're committed. And if you really want it, you're not going to want yourself into that position. You got to be willing yourself into that position. And that's by taking action and being a hundred percent responsible, no victim mentality and making it happen and making things happen. So I love it. You know, one of the things I uh, will go ahead and tell a story on snow cone before we go, even though we're out of time, but uh, we'll try to cram it in here, but snow cone and uh, he's still with us on the program. He's just taking a little vacation. He's a good dude, but I send him to get my lunch a little slippery, but a good dude. Yeah, he is slippery. I sent him to get my lunch, and I said, hey, man, I ordered my food at Asia Garden of all places, okay? Ordered my food. I said, would you mind running up there and picking it up for me? He says, no, I'll do that. I said, well, listen, I already called it in. Here's my card. It's ready. About an hour goes by. I'm like, wonder where he went. He went by his girlfriend's. Hour and 15 minutes rolls by. Oh, my God. So I text him. I say, hey, bro, did you go to, like, a different Asia Garden? It's right down the road. And he says, uh... No, man. He goes, I, I, I ran into my, my mom and I had to have lunch with her. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you promoted this guy? And, well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. So anyway, it was, it was so funny because he then says he's on his way back. Well, about 40 minutes later, he shows up. So two hours later, I get my cold Chinese food. And, of course, I don't even eat cold food, so I just do it in the trash. But 
It was. I'm surprised the kid had a job after that. Well, you know, it just goes to show you, Snowcone's got a thing or two to learn. Yeah, he does. Maybe we'll have to tell him the importance of getting the boss's order back. Well, dude, he's dressed and slick enough at work that I, I think he gets a pass. Well, that's true. He does show. He does. He does show up well dressed. He's a likable guy. Yeah, man, he is. He's he, a good he, dude. He, he will. He will become a juggernaut of a salesman if he just sticks to it and listens and learns how to start getting. You don't go do chores before you get your bosses man what come on now. <laughs> yeah politics 101 Gosh. so don't, don't don't make the same mistakes no i, I guess you are nice to your employees and they do think you're a nice guy because you that's right that i did i would have fired them for the point yeah <laughs> maybe seriously we're out of time if you're just now joining us don't worry you can go to uh tomorrow morning at from nine until ten right here at 93.1 you can always go to itunes spotify youtube or wherever you want to hear us online just search the chase channel show and it'll pop up for you we're going to turn things over to steve bowers with blue suede forever and we'll catch you next time hey if snow cones listening just remember if sid was your boss your butt would have been smoked <laughs> that's right we'll catch you later see you You've been listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to hear fresh new weekly episodes. For more, please visit Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel Show. That's Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel with two N's and two L's show. Until the same time, next time, keep it right here on 93.1 WTJS, The Talk of Jackson. It's quitting time. I said it's quitting time. I's the foreman. I's the one says when it's quitting time at Tara. Quitting time! Quitting time! It's quitting time! Quitting time! Time to disassemble, it's a semi-line. Shove it. I'd like to be hanging out, but I gotta get moving on. Woo! kitchen and fix me something good to eat and make my head a little high make the whole day complete because we're gonna lay around the shanty mama and put a good buzz on well pass to me